Welcome everybody to a brand new midweek podcast we're calling Take 10. And we are so glad you've taken time to join us. We are coming to you from the corner of the Steeple Hall on the third floor of 3327 Old Canton Road. Lauren is here present. I'm here because I'm really technically in her office and she's our engineer and our friend. Lauren, welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you for helping us with this Take 10. And this is our, what, fifth episode? Episode five. Episode five. We're calling this Father Conversation. And before we dive into this, just quickly back to the weekend. What a great service we had on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You were here. You and Alex led. I think you kind of had some time in the background where Alex led a lot. But what a great, powerful morning. And how yes. did it impact you? Um, I, you know, I was anticipating that my, my parents have started coming to Foner church. And so I knew my dad was going to be in the room. And there was a couple of times where just knowing he was sitting there uh, in the pew next to me, um, it was, it was very meaningful, mm. hard to, hard to keep back some tears a couple of times. Come on. Well, let me confess. I was in the woods. It was a rare weekend off for me. I was in the woods and I couldn't wait to watch the service. Like I, I queued it up and I was moved as well. There were some tears, just so powerful. Swayze was with me and some men in the woods in January. We started the year off in prayer and we were around the campfire at the cabin. He was telling me about this relationship, this multi-generational relationship and about what he does purposely with them, asking these questions to them. And I was really moved by that. I think Mm -hmm. because of my relationship with my dad, what I have and maybe don't have and what my dad didn't have. And it just was, it it moved me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what a good, opportunity we have coming up for those two and i'm glad they were willing oh yeah to share their story and you know they know we're going about to say this but watch it if you haven't you will be so glad you will probably be prompted to text us to thank us for telling you that if you missed it watch it but you really will be clear out um, some time on your schedule an hour and watch the whole service but certainly the time that they had but the video and on stage and i think you'll be blessed by it today's podcast today's take 10 we're calling it the father conversation i ask you guys many of you responded i got so many responses describe your relationship with your father in three words i'm going to read off this list three words describe your relationship with your father in three words my greatest teacher gone too early my favorite person protector friend advisor order respect discipline don't know him. Simply the best. I miss him. Strained, not ideal. Died too young. He's the goat. Could have been better. My hero forever. Tried but failed. Ended too soon. Abusive, traumatic, toxic. The dad jackpot. Now I'm him. It never existed. Abandoned by him, nothing to tell, blessed beyond measure, his little princess, shaky but restored, I lack words. Lorna, what would you add? I could talk about my dad all day, and um, but when I think about him, I think about faithfulness. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always showing up. Um, he's a hard worker. I don't know many people that work as hard as him, and he's uh, he's selfless. Hmm. He gives of himself for others. Okay, you picked up you picked up those traits, Lauren. Mm. I, we see them in you. Mm. Proverbs four one it tells it's a father talking to a son. My son, listen to these words, listen to these instructions, obey them. You can tell from the scripture that God intended the father to be respected, and the source of security and learning in the home. 
And those who got that, those three words, mm-hmm. like you, were are good words or mm-hmm. words of nobility, words that in, have the connotations of security and learning and leadership and security and such. Uh, I would use um, a few words to describe my dad. He's a kind man. He's quiet. Don't laugh because I'm not. And um, he's he is um, a connector, different than me. He's, again, not loud, so he's not an extrovert like I am, but he... In fact, he's very introverted. He's a reader. Um, I, I can only use three words, but he, he read a lot, and I, I, he instilled that in me. He was yeah. always always buying a book, reading a book, talking about a book. But his his leadership was much quieter than mine, but he was a connector in that. he. I learned from him that if you need something, ask. Mm. And he was good about, you know, whether it was an open door or we need something fixed or something, we need, to, I, I, we need something, ask somebody. And I, that was a good lesson, and I've, probably learn that from him don't mm-hmm. be so independent when That's you need good. help ask for it uh, you know we uh, we don't do this to moms but we make fun of dads yeah i mean we do in our culture mainstream right. i know there's exceptions to everything but you, um, one of my boys calls it the stupid ad dads think mm-hmm. about the capital one ad where the dad takes his family on summer vacation in order to save money he takes them in the middle of the summer when there's no snow so after trying to ski down a dry slope, hitting a rock, there's a disgusted son that looks at his dad and says, what's in your wallet? Awful. Yeah, and the dad appears to be the fool. Uh, Geico came out with an ad where the father substitutes a possum for a puppy as a birthday <laughs> yeah. present in order to save some money. And then, uh, of course, we all think of National Lampoon's vacation with uh, Clark Griswold. He drives his family from Illinois to California to see Wally World, only to discover when they get to California that Wally World is closed down. He's a doofus. He's a dumb dad, um, too dumb to check before he left. And so we do that to our dads. And the father conversation, as we're entitling this Take 10, the father conversation for many of us could be, hey, even though you had an imperfect father, he was there. He Mm -hmm. did try. Maybe your relationship, as one person responded, was shaky but restored. Maybe it's the father conversation is how can I show respect for him as I grow older, as he grows older? What are conversations I need to have with him? What are ways I can come back and say you weren't that much of a doofus? And there are things that I have taken from you and, and learned from you. That's good. Um, I bet a lot of our listeners will remember, I asked Lauren this offset, but will remember the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode where Will Smith, some of the most incredible acting, where he, he's, you know, you know the backstory is he grew up in the rough neighborhoods of Philadelphia, moves to stay with aunt and uncle, Uncle Phil and Aunt Vivian in Bel-Air. So he's in the swanky part of California. Um, and living life out there, but Will is Will, and there's a scene where he's supposed to be reconnected with his father. He has a gift. Do you remember this? And the gift oh, yeah. is it was an African-style statue from his bag that he puts on the table. It's a father sitting with his son in his lap. Mm-hmm. He was going to give that to his dad, hoping to broach a difficult conversation. Not sure what he should say, not certain how it would go, but there was bottled-up emotion, and his dad is not there for him. And so Uncle Phil says, I'm sorry if there's something I could do so this response from Phil, I've got the excerpt. I won't try to act it out, and I'll try to alter a, lo- a word or two. So Will Smith goes off on this thing. He says, you ain't got, you ain't got to do nothing, Uncle Phil. You know, ain't, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know. Ain't like I'm going to be sitting here every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know. Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me to shoot my first basket, but I learned it, didn't I? And I got pretty darn good at it, didn't I, didn't I Uncle Phil? And Phil says, uh, yeah, you did. Will Smith goes on. I got through my first date without him, right? I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a darn card. And this is when Will turns and shouts toward the door. Uh, he says, to hell with him. Mm-hmm. And um, there's this long pause. And he says, I didn't need him then, and I don't need him now. 
And Uncle Phil's like, Will, Will. And Will, his voice rises to a shout. He goes, Yo, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry beautiful honey. And I'm going to have a whole bunch of kids. I'll be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that because there ain't a darn thing he can ever teach me about how to love my kids. And another long pause, he breaks down in tears and says, how come, how come he don't want me, man? Mm. And Uncle Phil reaches out and just powerful. Man. Even NBC got it right that time. Yeah. There's just something in us all that the father, there's this father wound in many of us and all of us, the father represents God, the father represents us being seen and known and loved and mm-hmm. valued and instructed and even corrected. And so when there's a void there, there's a ton of hurt that healing has to take place. So don't you think a father conversation helped me here, Lauren, but a father conversation that some of our listeners, some of our friends need to have is one of healing, just going to get deeper help for it and Absolutely. say, how can I navigate this? Yeah. I mean, that I think maybe a lot of us can remember that scene from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And the thing that resonates with me is, you know, Will was probably telling himself a story at first, you know, hey, I didn't, I didn't need him. I didn't need him. But, you know, he realizes, man, I really did. And we can do the same thing. Like, man, that, that traumatic thing that happened that my dad did, or he wasn't there. We could say it didn't matter, but it really does. And one of the reasons we were having a conversation this based on what we heard on Sunday, but one of the reasons we need men to lead, to lead, at church is they're absent in many of our homes. Absolutely. And it's not just because we, we need people to make coffee and be on security team and parking team, but we need men to look back and to help a particularly younger men That's right. find their way in homes that are where dads aren't around yes. and it's tougher and such. And so, so as we begin to close, I ask you to think about what three words, again, I got to hear from a lot of you, but what three words would you use to describe your relationship with your father and what could be that father conversation you need to have. And let me close with this. You know, Jesus taught us when he taught us how to pray, he said, we begin with the two words, our father. And that's just a, that's everything. That's the beginning and the end that we have a God, despite uh, what our relationship was with our earthly father. So think about this father conversation that you might need to have, but let's all think about the Heavenly Father conversation, going to Him with our deepest needs, knowing that He loves us and He sees us. 